DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are brought to you in part by Mark Miller. Mark Miller Subaru, bringing you DJ and PK. We are joined now by Chad Lewis, the former Cougar, the former Eagle. I'll leave the Rams out of it. The former Orem Tiger. <laughs> and we were just talking a lot of NFL in the break, but I think a lot of people listening to us want to talk a lot of Cougar football. Let's do it. They want some insight. 2-0 <laughs> looks good. Two easy wins. Two Big wins, two decisive wins, but are Navy and Troy that good? How good are the Cougars really? How good is that O-line? What do you think? You can only beat who you're going to play. True story. And the only thing that those players and coaches can do is play the team that lines up to play them. And what's the coolest part about this BYU football team this year is the coaches have the players, and the players have the coaches, the players if you watch the offensive line they're getting a hat on a hat on every play like they're blocking the correct people if you do that alone you got a chance to win and it's across the board they're doing a great job the way they stopped the triple option navy team it was disciplined defense it was really amazing very impressive and then the way they beat troy a team with fantastic athletes and speed again great disciplined defensive football team and then offensively they're just their assignment's sound. They're doing the right stuff. They might make a mistake here and there, but they, you know, Dax Milne muffs a fumble, but he comes back and has an unbelievable game running pro routes, making great catches. Uh, Gunnar Romney continues to make great plays, but I want to talk a little bit about Zach Wilson because a lot was said of him driving down to work with John Beck in the summer. Think about what he did to improve. Because last year he was coming off of a shoulder surgery, and then he broke his thumb. His body was jacked up. The guy has a chip on his shoulder. He watches tape like Kyle Van Noy. <laughs> he cares about football like you can't even possibly imagine. And every week he's driving down to California. Okay? His dedication, his chip on his shoulder, his desire to be great is fueling this team. And his, his, his arm is strong. He's ripping it. It is so fun watching him cut it loose i love it hit it go kooks you would think chad as a former cougar and john beck couldn't they like meet in barstow (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh that's a good point bro come on there's there's a big mcdonald's in barstow get up here let's go you mean i gotta drive down to your kitchen um that's a good point i think the fact that john was working with so many guys down there it was like, Zach, you got to come all the way to the beach, bro. <laughs> so well, if good, you're committed to going all the way to the beach, then you got games like Navy and Troy, and you got a team believing, and you got you got great things happening. Very okay. Cool. So with that in mind, you're around this football team a lot, and you know football as well as anybody. Uh, we know that you talk about the players having the coaches a player and the coaches having players, but that means I think what you're getting at is there's continuity. You know, they haven't had a lot of change the last couple of years, and they played a bunch of younger guys who now have experience, and they're older. So with that in mind, are you surprised by what you're seeing out on a football field? What I like is the fact that they've used their age to be better. This offensive line has – They've got some, some tread on their tires still. They've, they've played for a few years together. They're communicating very well together. They are assignment sound together. That's hard. It's hard to get an offensive line to move in unison like they're doing. So I credit 
Eric Mateos, the offensive line coach. I credit Jeff Grimes, the offensive coordinator, Aaron Roderick. But each of those guys have taken it on, them, on their shoulders to know their stuff and make it happen. And it's awesome <laughs> to watch it work. I love it. And just, if COVID's going to blow up our schedule, then we're going to do whatever we can to make it, make it fun, and we're doing it. PK, in the middle of that answer, he spiked an imaginary football, so Chad's getting a little worked up. You know who's looking calm, cool, and collected right now? Partly because it's about 38 degrees, so everybody's and cold. a little cool. And yeah, cold. right. Robbie Bosco, the quarterback of the last undefeated BYU football team, <laughs> joins us. So, are you going to have a, another member of the club? A quarterback of an undefeated BYU oh. football team? Man, the way they're playing right now, you never know. And uh, I think the biggest thing is not looking ahead and uh, thinking about what could be. Just play it a game at a time and see what happens. Close your eyes. That was Lavelle Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just went right back to our meetings. And Robbie was with Lavelle so long, they think the same. And uh, that, that was exactly what Lavelle would say to us. And that's, that's exactly right. I love it. The one thing I'd tell Chad is put some long pants on, though. Man. It's cold <laughs> over there. <laughs> Robbie, what are you seeing in Wilson that's got everybody excited? Well, I think the, the, the main thing, he's got experience. And he, he's always had confidence. But, you know, you, you can be as confident as you want as a freshman. And, and it's just tough. It's tough learning systems. It's tough learning coverages. Um, where to throw the ball. He looks more comfortable in the pocket uh, now, and he, um, he, he wants to be really good. I think that's the biggest thing, and the biggest thing he has going for him is that he wants to be good, and he'll do whatever it takes. And I heard Chad talking about going down with John Beck, and, you know, that's not an easy trip to go down to uh, Southern Cal and, and work on some things and drive back home and stuff like that, but He's worked hard to get where he's at, and he's got a good team surrounding him. I mean, the biggest thing, and I'll even go back to 84, our biggest asset was our offensive line. They were good, and they were fast, and and they could block, and you see this offensive line doing the same thing. So I guess the thing a lot of people uh, wonder, um, because these two wins have been so dominating and overwhelming, and you knew at halftime who was going to win. Last year, I watched, and, you know, they made the key plays to come back at Tennessee and to beat USC and to beat Boise State, games where, you know, one or two plays could have swung everything. But then they didn't make the one or two plays against Toledo and South Florida and Hawaii. So how do we get any insight from these two games when they get against a good team and a close game? Maybe it's Louisiana Tech. Maybe Boise State's on the schedule. Maybe it's a bowl game or Houston or whatever. How do we know if they're going to make those one or two plays? Well, you never know until, until it happens. But I think the biggest thing that's happened this year is we didn't worry about COVID. We didn't worry about um, is Tom going to get us a schedule. They started practice, and they practiced as if they had 12 games on their schedule. And they didn't worry about, oh, we're going to play this week, that next week, in two weeks, or whatever. So they were they're ready to go. They were prepared. They're in full strength right now. And... You know, they're just taking it, hey, this is what it is. We didn't have our original schedule. This is what we have now, and we're going to go out and and do the best we can. And um, those plays, they just happen. You can't predict that someone's going to make a great play in the game. And and they just have to have the confidence that 
they're going to win. And they're going to do whatever it takes to win. And they're going to make plays when they have to make plays. And I'm sure it's being stressed in those meetings. And because those are heartbreaking ones, not being able to make the big plays when it counts. And that's, that's what makes a true champion is the teams that can make the big plays when it counts. Some good insight on that. Talking with Kalani during training camp was they have more depth this year in his perspective than they've had before since he's been there. And with a team, it's not a team full of superstars. Mm-hmm. It's a team full of people stepping up. And if you watch who's been there week to week, there is a consistency of players, but there's also players out because of, you know, contract tracing and contact tracing and, and whatever. And the people who have stepped up have stepped up, and they've been assignment sound. And that goes to what Kalani was saying, depth, smart guys, good guys, and he's put them together. It's really cool. You're going to be able to swing getting Boise November 7th, Chad? Tom will be on here at 930, <laughs> and you can ask those questions to a guy who, in my opinion, has just been unbelievable through COVID. You probably haven't heard him as much outside, but inside his communication with us on a daily, hourly basis has been phenomenal. So all through COVID, all through any of the you know social, the, the protests or anything, so much has gone on in 2020. Tom has been riveted, keeping his eyes on the prize, keeping going forward, and that's making a decision, then having that decision yanked from under his feet two hours later, and he's got to go again. And he's just been relentless, and I give him all props. Chad Lewis, Robbie Bosco joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So uh, you're just going to send me to Tom if I ask you that anyway. No, we'll answer this one. Go for it. Come on. <laughs> so it, every, the bowl games are going to be so odd this year. Do you have any idea? Does ESPN give you any heads up if they uh, try to negotiate a little bit? I mean, you're going to have to talk to Tom. Yeah, see, I knew it. Come on. <laughs> it's an opportunity for a big game. You know possibly. what? The, the thing is, it's all messed up. I mean, you have the Pac-12 starting November 1st. You have the other conference starting Big Ten's like Big October, 10, October 24th or something. Yeah. So who knows what's going to happen? I mean, this thing's not over. I mean, this is these decisions that we make are like day to day. So you're anticipating no more curveballs, more sliders, and oh, a couple of knucklers. I think so. I, I, I just think it the way things are going now, uh, people start panicking a little bit when there's a little spike. So you start having some different things going on. So you just never know what's going to happen. But I just think the way that the regular season for some teams isn't going to end till the end of December. So you're going to play in January? I don't know what's going to happen. If it was just curveballs and knucklers, you could keep a bat. You need to get a highlight racket. You know, you need to get a lacrosse basket, and you need to get everything else because it is, it's changing so fast. It's just it's nuts. Yeah. Through all this stuff, you guys are involved in this to a degree. How has fundraising been going on? Both good and bad. I mean, some some companies are dominating through COVID. Others are going bankrupt. And so our that's indicative of all of our donors. Some are doing really well and want to keep helping, and, and others are really struggling and just hanging on. So it's been, you know, Robbie and I work together every day in fundraising at BYU. The generosity of people. The generosity of our donors just blows me away every day. I'm so grateful. Hey, with that said, 
I asked DJ before this started for 10 bucks, and he wouldn't give it to us. <laughs> so that's what I, So that's a little bit of how our fundraising is going, too. He, he would not open his wallet, PK. I'm not sure what's going on with this guy. I what spent 10 bucks to San Diego State and 20 bucks to UC Santa Barbara, and I'm done. Can you sing us the old Charger song just for, like, good times? I could, but then Yach would use it as a drop. Okay. So Go ahead. Record it. <laughs> could I sing San Diego Superchargers? You know I could. Let's go, you baby. You know I could. Warm it up this morning. Come on. <laughs> I can't believe how cheap he is, man. Every time the Sun Devils make the Rose Bowl, I give him a 20 spot. <laughs> He's out 40 bucks. There you go. <laughs> oh, nice. Who lent you that 20? <laughs> I saved up because about November, I knew there was a decent chance come January 1 they were going to be in Pasadena. I want to say this about the coaching staff at BYU. Before the season – Matt Bushman went down. They had really tailored an offensive system around him and his skills. He tears his Achilles tendon. And they went to work really quick and put guys into place. And it's been impressive to see what they've been able to do with a major challenge like that. And it's just Aaron Roderick, Jeff Grimes, they've they've just been so impressive. And the players are doing it. So in a year where everything's off the charts, are you guys at least open to playing regular season football games through like the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are going to be doing and all that? Are you you open to that, whether it happens or not? Robbie and I have zero to do with scheduling. So (laughs) Tom will be here at 930. Bam, he's going to rip it. You know, we we would just be like typical fans. We would be speculating. Yeah. So we would rather not even answer. I can't even speculate. (laughs) Tom is the guy. Tom is the guy at 9.30. Mark it down. I will say, when you are playing in the NFL and you finish a game in a tie and half your team doesn't realize that you can tie in the pros, (laughs) it's the weirdest post-game feeling ever. So watching the Eagles and the Bengals uh, fight, 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 overtime, and come up with a tie, that was really hard. Soccer, Chad. Soccer. If I see one more fake injury rolling around crying, grabbing her knee, I'm going to kill myself. I can't take it. Come on, man. We're playing Don't pro. Don't do it. Your family loves you. <laughs> Someone, someone's going to grab their ankle and roll around on the ground trying to get a red card on somebody else. I don't like the fake foul, whether it's NBA basketball, college the basketball. Flopping. Whether, the flopping. That should be a technical. Or in, in any sport. Just play, play your hardest, play your best, play tough. There you go. Play the sport. No flopping. Guys, we appreciate a few minutes. I hear them getting going here. There's a lot of people milling around on the uh, putting green. So the National Football Foundation Golf Tournament about to get underway. You playing about three times a week, Robbie? Is that how that's working? Let's just go. Move on to the next question. <laughs> that's a yes. <laughs> Robbie it's is called a, work. He's phenomenal working with people, uh-huh. and developing relationships, people that are around Robbie. They, they love him. And so as a fundraiser at BYU, it's one of the greatest things he can do is be with, with people. He's genuine. He's fun to talk to. He's, he's, an incredible, he's an incredible person. National champ, undefeated. Thanks, Thanks Chad. Robbie Bosco. <laughs> we want to keep Chad off for another hour, I think, here. <laughs> All right. 
Go be an incredible person on the golf course, Robbie. Let's You're do the it. man. Let's do All it. right. DJ and PK, it's 97.5. Can you and just sing the song before we 1280 leave? 1280 the real zone. Quick. San Diego. Super time. I love it. <laughs> All right. See you guys. Thanks a lot. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 the zone.